look at your use cases and see what are the main use cases that we need to, to look at in order to bring more value in terms of making data-driven decisions. Welcome to Avnad's new podcast series. Thank you for stopping by. My name is Mats Lundell Nielten. I'm working as a full-stack developer and consultant here at Avnad. Today we have Ida Bergum here to give you an introduction on how to go data-driven at an enterprise level. One thing that was especially interesting for me from this one is how important it is to know which first step you need to take when going data-driven. And Ida, please give a short introduction of yourself. Yes. So my name is Ida Bergum. I work in Avanad. I've been with Avanad for five years now, actually. It's kind of an anniversary. Been working with uh, data and AI for, yes, five years. Started out as more of a client-facing person. And then eventually I've been moving more into the market units, which is more of the pre-sales organization that we have, uh, helping our customers basically figure out their requirements and and we sell wonderful solutions to them. And also I'm a Power BI or data platform, Microsoft MVP, as it's called. So I do a lot of traveling and speaking at conferences uh, around the world and uh, love that very much. (laughs) Yes. And... As we maybe have hinted on during your introduction, we're going to talk about how to go data-driven. Yes. And what does going data-driven mean? That is a very good question uh, because <laughs> everyone these days tends to be talking about uh, wanting to be data-driven. And that's, for some, I think it's a buzzword, to be honest. I think it's kind of something you have heard that everyone else is doing so you just need to jump on that trend and you need to talk about it um but at the same time uh, it is very important to be data driven and of course that's the kind of the trend we see in the market that it's a, it's a major investment from from large companies um and basically what it is is that you need to be able to collect the correct data so try to have a strategy around what you are collecting because everyone nowadays thinks to be data-driven is also about like collecting everything, right? (laughs) Just give me the data (laughs) and just, uh, yeah, thinks that the storage of data is kind of to be data-driven, but that's not really what it is. Um, So you need to think of it more as being able to make decisions on data instead of being able to having everything. Um, so the first step is then maybe to set a strategy. You can't just go walk blindly into something new and try something. You should write something down and have a strategy. But yeah. do you need to create a lot of new data or how could you already utilize already created yeah, data? That's, that's also a good question because, uh, of course, many organizations today have, have a lot of data stored in their, um, in their let's call it, um, systems, apps, databases, wherever it is. 
Um, but the main issue is perhaps to utilize the data and get some value out from the data. Um, and I would say that this isn't, you can't look at every organization with the same eyes, so to say, uh, because everyone is on different paths and different journeys. And some have come much, much further than others. And it's also perhaps very industry dependent. So some industries like um, maritime oil and gas, or oil and gas is actually quite quite good at using data because they have mm. been doing that for many, many decades, right? Mm. Um, but then again, you have the more traditional industries like uh, banking, finance, uh, retail, for instance, is another very good example where they they are good at doing like the traditional reporting perhaps. Um, but to be truly data-driven, I think everyone just needs to reset their mindsets a little bit uh, and also know what it actually is and know how to execute on, on that data-driven strategy because that's kind of the key um, mm. to, to getting any success from your data initiatives, I would say. So in the first step, you need to set a, set a strategy and maybe one of those knowledge points is uh, knowing why to go data-driven. Why are all of these companies going data-driven and why should a company that's maybe haven't prioritized this area before, why should they go data-driven today? Yeah, so everything is about the goals that you have for your organization, right? Um, so what results are you expecting to get out from your data? And what kind of decisions do you want to make based on that data? Um, and what are the actual use cases in your organization that drives decisions based on data? Um, and this is kind of a very key part because uh, what both me and my, my colleagues that I work closely with tend to see in, in the market right now um, is that it's much more of a cultural thing to be able to work with data and you, you don't really, it's, it's really not about the tools, of course, that's kind of an integral part of it, but you need to start out with thinking, okay, what are really the key processes where we would like to use data to drive any decisions? Um, and many organizations today are purely data-driven, right? Facebook, uh, Amazon, Microsoft is even very, very data-driven. They've done a major strategic shift and also a cultural shift, which has taken them, I think it's five years or, or something like that, to kind of get into that mindset. So it's much more of a cultural change than than just uh, buying a data lake uh, or yeah, what whatever technology you uh, you think will solve your your issues. Hmm. Um, I've heard yeah. I've heard a lot about uh, making decisions on, based on gut feeling, and now uh, you can maybe go a step away from doing that in that way that we maybe done a lot of before. Do you have any uh, examples where you have seen that a company has done a lot of... Uh, I think that's very, to be honest, I think that's still the norm um, in many of the organizations I see at least, that they have their reporting, right? They have their standard way of looking at data and they have their standard way of, let's say, look, looking back 
uh, and maybe not for, four words, right? Um, so I think that the whole thing about, uh, yeah, trying to then create new business models um, and also then change the way you actually look at, let's say, traditional reporting is, is very much key because uh, there is still a lot of decisions being made on um, year-end um, reports, right? Or quarter-end reports. Mm. Why are we doing that? Um, is that really the key to the decisions you're making on a daily basis on how to run your business better? Um, so I think it's just we're kind of stuck in that old traditional mindset. And... Uh, I think it's time to rethink the way <laughs> we make decisions <laughs> and also the way we look at data and maybe we can have it. Of course, we have the opportunity now to, to have more of a real-time insights right, into our business. So why are we still looking at those quarter-end reports? That's just a question I keep asking myself <laughs> all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, so now you've convinced me to go data-driven, but where do I start? <laughs> Where, it's a very good where, question. <laughs> where do we start setting a going data-driven strategy? Yeah. Um, so the way we actually help our clients to get started on this journey is we need to understand where they are on their journey, right? Um, and of course, one thing that we normally tend to do is to do more of a maturity assessment to understand a little bit how how they're kind of built up um, are they ready to be data-driven? Maybe they're really, really not, right? Um, do they have the right skills within their organization? What kind of tools are they using today? Are they on-premise? Are they in the cloud? Do they have like an agile mindset uh, around working with solutions, data, uh, platforms, uh, etc.? Uh, and also then look, so do, yeah, the maturity assessment is, is something of course we can do but that's something organizations really should look at themselves as well um, and try to assess where are we on our journey um, before you even go ahead and and start anything there uh, that's one thing uh, and of course there is on this call it data-driven journey um, I mentioned before the more like traditional thinking, BI reporting, quarter-end uh, <laughs> reporting companies. Uh, and that's also kind of, um, I can't really show anything on a podcast. That's the, the <laughs> worst <Yeah>. thing. But <laughs> there is kind of a ladder, right? So imagine you're starting from um, more of the reactive way of looking at data mm. and, and looking at historical data. That's kind of, let's say, the, the bottom of the ladder. And then you have like the on the other end of the scale, you have more of the proactive way of looking at data. So maybe you have some machine learning algorithms uh, integrated into your systems. Um, and maybe you're even starting to look at like conversational AI, or like Alexa, right? Uh, <laughs> picking up uh, what you're actually talking about and then AI kind of helping you make those decisions as, as they're actually up in your head. Mm. Um, so you have this spectrum of 
where I would say still most of at least Norwegian organizations, I would say Swedish or Nordic maybe, are still somewhere between between the traditional and perhaps like sniffing on the machine learning uh, AI parts. Um, but still there is there is a lot of MVPs out there, right? So minimum viable products and uh, it's still kind of a test and fail approach, which I love by the way. Uh, it's really <laughs> good to test and fail and fail fast. Um, but I think we have a, a long way to kind of get the, get to the point where we have those conversational AI uh, solutions that can actually really help us drive the way we make decisions and real time, right? Yeah, that's um, very, very important. And if we go back to setting the strategy, uh, who should be the persons in the room while you do that? Is there okay to just hire one consultant and that person sets a strategy and everything just to follow that and everything's good? Or oh, no. where do you start? Uh, definitely not. It's much, <clears throat> I would say, C level support or executive support is the most important thing. If you don't have that and if you don't have a executive um, board that actually thinks that being data-driven is important or uh, they just talk about data-driven as a buzzword, mm -hmm. then I think you have a really long way to go. Um, so you have to start with, with of course, C-level uh, support. But I don't think that is enough. You kind of need to to go like top down and bottom up because you are about to change the way every single person looks at data and works with data in your organization. Um, and you need to have everyone aboard. Uh, and it will be painful because it's a change journey. So uh, it's not really it's not done overnight and uh, that's for one thing and you can't just have one meeting with a consultant and then you're kind of way we're <laughs> we're there now <laughs> we're, we're data driven um and i think actually many many orgs also look at it like that like a more, much more of a short-term thing mm. than actually having a plan and a roadmap and a more strategic way of looking at um data as an asset so you need to kind of start on the top. That's the key thing. But at the same time, start proving value quickly, right? So that people can actually see the value. So uh, I would say you could do, do that in parallel. You can start with, of course, um, uh, looking at your use cases and doing more of a data value assessment. Uh, and also maturity assessment to see, okay, where are we on our journey? What are the most um, high priority use cases for us right now? And then you start with the low hanging fruits, of course, because then you can show value quickly to, to also the people further down in the organization, um, but also to get further buy-in from management. Um, because you, yeah, it's not one person normally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in these organizations so it's really important to get everyone aboard and and show some type of value quickly as mm. well in the beginning um so for me it sounds like setting the strategy and the first part may, may be the most difficult one 
uh, that needs to be almost perfect for you to get a lot of value especially quickly but also in the long run but let's say we have set, set a strategy and we have gotten some consultants in to set a set the strategy and all the first steps so what type of uh, processes and tools are we looking at now when we're getting started going data driven you mentioned something like getting value early is important yeah how, how so- do you do that the way we work with, uh, let's say, data and AI in in our company is to to have more of a use case driven approach towards uh, analytics and towards data and AI. So it's not about like building stuff. Uh, it's more about looking at where should we start to prove some value quickly, and not to like go overboard and and do this big upfront investment on technology. It's more about having a roadmap for uh, which use cases you can leverage uh, at which which time and what kind of technology do we need to have in place before we can can go ahead and leverage any value of these use cases. Um, and then of course it's we don't really have those like large upfront projects anymore. It's really changing the way clients buy consultants as well. So it's much more of a they want something quickly and they want value quickly. Mm. And that's also the way we tend to work with this. So more of an agile um, agile MVP, but also then scaling it at the same time. Um, so initially it's about starting small, but then you need to be able to scale those use cases as well. So you mm. don't kill them. Uh, <laughs> before they actually reach your production environment, right? Which is something that is happening also a lot hmm. in the market uh, today. That you kind of miss the ability to scale scale something. Yeah. So you start small, and then you see if something wor- works. And uh, as you also mentioned early, if uh, it doesn't work at all, to try a different approach, maybe. But let's say something works very good, and you have. Uh, done a proof of concept and a demo and you're now going for the next step and maybe uh, enlarging the going data driven project in that company Uh, how do you involve the leadership that is already there how do you do it's crucial to say though that this is not one project this is typical multiple work streams Mm. Um, so you have like governance work streams are super crucial because you can't really do this at scale if you don't have any governance surrounding your data initiatives. Um, so that's another thing that we also tend to work a lot on these days. Mm. Help them on setting up a governance model and also how they're going to then support their internal organizations in delivering um, these solutions to their employees or even to their clients. Um, <clears throat> so I would say it's 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 about yeah governance you need some level of like data accessibility right so you need some tools of course um self-service bi is another let's call it uh i know what it is but many people use that as the best word as well (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and don't really let's say know um what it actually is to be truly self-service driven (laughs) Um, so that's that's another key part Um, so you need to look both from like your user perspective and more of the 
let's call it value-driven approach. But at the same time, you need to look at your data models, your data, so more of the data-driven approach. Um, <clears throat> and have like a governance line on top of that. Hmm. So this is, uh, of course, you can you can do something quickly in terms of showing value, but uh, to scale this, uh, there is not only one project needed, it's kind of a multiple work stream yeah. uh, thing, and it, it takes time. <clears throat> Also, a change management journey. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the governance uh, thing is also based on uh, data security, as we've heard a lot about during the past years. This big GDPR and everything. Uh, have you? You've of course never been on a project where data privacy has gone wrong. But have you uh, heard any, well, of any other experiences where they not focused enough on data security oh, and that's going wrong? I think we all know this case fairly well, and that's the um, when Hydro had their major security incident. That's something I is known to to entire Norway, right? Mm. Um, as a very good example of when things can go really wrong. Um, <clears throat> So I personally haven't been on on any of those projects myself, uh, but of course that's that's key and that's key in all of the data um, projects we do in in our company as well. Mm. And it's uh, also super important that we also don't get too much insights into the client's environments, uh, and that we also then think about data masking and anonymizing um, data that is that we're not supposed to see hmm. so um, of course that is a super important part of of governance and governing your data estate having the right access to the right data for the right people that's hmm. of course crucial um, yeah for success so that's also going back to the strategy. You already need to think about uh, the governance and the data strategy and also information security from the first time you start. Absolutely. But uh, also management is a huge part of this, not only as a consultant role, but have you ha had any experience with uh, teaching the management at the company how they need to work with their subordinates or their colleagues? Or how do you do that as a consultant going into a data-driven project? Well, hopefully, uh, top management is always kind of in the room when you're having discussions about this. Mm. Uh, and they they are not always there in the room. So, And that's, for me, a bad sign if they're not, because then they're maybe not prioritizing this the way they should. Mm. Um, but of course, yeah, teaching is maybe a, a weird way to put it. But um, of course, we, we help them to train their employees mm. uh, in terms of thinking a more data-driven mindset and also changing the way they think about using technology uh, and also upskilling them on technology. So that's uh, that's something we do in almost every engagement we're in now uh, to have kind of a change uh, journey and we're also seeing more and more of these um, yeah academies within organizations that are establishing more of these yeah data academies um, so you can really get everyone on board and 
try to change the way you think about using data and using technology to achieve uh, your goals. So there sounds like it's a different way of doing it. If you go in and you have full freedom, how would you say that a company should start uh, with this whole change management stuff? Sounds like they should have a a C-level management in the room where all the first planning is going on. Yeah, it depends on the level you're discussing this though, because you have the strategic level and you have the tactical level and you have the more operational level. Mm. Um, And if this is more on the strategic level, then of course it's crucial that you have Uh, top management in the room and I think in terms of getting them on board it's more about showing what other industries are doing and um, showing them some practical examples on a competitor for instance Mm -hmm. uh, without naming names that's always uh, uh, a very good start so to say to at least get them uh, more interested Mm. Um, and then I think these data value workshops that we run is also um, something where much more on the strategic level. But you also then, of course, need the people in the room that are making the decisions and that are the SMEs of those processes. And um, what does uh, SME stand for? Subject matter expert. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that would kind of be my my dream situation to go in the room uh, and have the decision makers there um, and also really see that they're interested in changing the way they look at uh, their data state and just have really valuable discussions on, on uh, how they can use data. I think that's the perfect start, so to say. Hmm. But if they're not interested, um, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they're not getting it and maybe it's uh, how to tackle that. Is there even a point trying to convince the whole company yeah, of uh, going that driven? I think it's still, then that's a sign that maybe they are a little bit unmature. Mm. Um, of course, you don't know that uh, just by talking to a couple of people, but, um, but if maybe they're not ready yet. Uh, and maybe you just have to wait for one or two years and then you can have that conversation with them. Mm. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's out of the question, but maybe you just need to, to wait and they mature a little bit more before you take those conversations. Mm. That is very interesting. Mm. So um, there's a lot of steps you should take. But when you have gone through all of these steps, uh, how does a modern data platform look today when you have gone data-driven? Also depends from company to company. Mm-hmm. There is no data platform that fits all. Uh, <laughs> that's for one. Uh, but of course, it's in the cloud. That's for sure. And it's built on Microsoft technology. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and of course, it's... Um, I would say it, it depends, right, on what use cases you have in your organization. But in terms of maybe what components typically a modern data platform consists of, uh, is that you have some data lake where all of your like unstructured data uh, flows into. Uh, you are using, for instance, Databricks to do some data transformations 
uh, or Azure Data Factory uh, to orchestrate and um, transform and move your data. And then you lately, of course, there has been a lot of talking about Synapse, which is kind of bringing all of these pieces and bits together. So it's a huge investment from Microsoft, uh, building that Azure Synapse Studio, which is kind of one single pane where you actually get to, uh, before it's kind of been siloed there as well, right? So you have Data Factory, you have Power BI, you have your data warehouse and your data lake, and you have your machine learning. And there, there hasn't really been any like single place where you can look at all of these uh, data services. So that's um, that's something I think we'll we'll see more and more of in these modern data platforms. Mm. And yeah, maybe you have some streaming data coming in. Maybe you have some IoT devices um, with sensor data. That's also something we see more and more of. And of course, Power BI is there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's essential. As the more enterprise BI and self-service BI tool. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, maybe it from more of the technology components. Mm. Um, but of course, there are there are more things. So data catalogs, for instance, super important, and also to be able to govern that data platform. Yeah, I'm guessing you could talk about just uh, different applications and tools you could use from Microsoft uh, and make that an hour-long episode of the podcast uh, by itself. Yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. But uh, I'm very lucky to be able to speak to experts like you. They're learning a lot of stuff, so I've learned a lot, of, lo a lot from you during these past 20 to 30 minutes. But uh, if we're trying to conclude this episode, what's the main takeaway for from this episode? Main takeaway: um, try to not use data-driven as a buzzword, and try to understand what it really means. That's one takeaway. Mm -hmm. The other takeaway I would say is start looking at your organization, how you're structured, what kind of strategy you have today, how you're using data, how mature you are in using data. Um, and from there also go look at your use cases and see what are the main use cases that we need to, to look at in order to bring more value in terms of making data-driven decisions. Mm. That's the three key components. Um, and then, of course, you call us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was very good tips and a great uh, conclusion to this episode. So thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast today. Sure. Thanks for having me. Again, thank you, Ida, for joining us in the studio today. Be sure to not miss any new episodes. Subscribe to our podcast series on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. Goodbye. This podcast is copyright of Avenard the leading provider of innovative digital and cloud services, business solutions, and design-led experiences.